This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lin. Many listeners are already interested in the investment potential of Chinese securities, but which specific opportunities to act on, how to act on them, and in what time period isn't always so clear. Helping me unpack the investment opportunities in Chinese securities are my two guests, Lim Yuwin, Chief Investment Strategist from Lion Global Investors, and Darren Tan, Head of Fixed Income, Structured Products, and ETFs at OCBC Securities. This episode is brought to you by OCBC Securities. Welcome to the show, Yuin. Hi, Chris. And welcome to the show, Darren. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having us here. Great to have you guys on the show. Great to have your expertise. Now, Yuin, many of us know that China's an economic giant and that Chinese securities are worth looking at. But what exactly is the market potential we're talking about here? Our estimate is that China could surpass the U.S. in 2026. And the Chinese companies are highly competitive, both in the domestic and international markets. China is a planned economy, and one of the targets set by President Xi is to double their economy over the next 15 years, with an average annual growth rate of 4.7%. As a reference, China's growth rate in the past 10 years averaged 10.6%, so they have definitely set themselves a low bar to clear. The Chinese were successful in meeting their growth targets over the past 40 years, and we think that they are likely to meet their targets this time round. Assuming that the Chinese currency strengthens further to 6 yuan per US dollar, we estimate China to surpass the US as early as 2026. So not investing in China would mean that you are not investing in the next largest economy. I would also like to add that many of the Chinese companies are highly competitive globally, and many of these companies will become global giants. Let's compare Amazon and Alibaba. Amazon has an express delivery service that serves 21 countries using their own logistics network. Alibaba, on the other hand, currently serves more than 190 countries, and they are working with local logistics companies to fulfill orders within 72 hours. Alibaba also has the cost advantage of going directly to the manufacturers in China, and we often find products at a lower price from Alibaba's website. I believe you can appreciate the growth potential and how competitive Chinese companies can be. Investors should not miss out on the opportunity to participate in the growth of these companies. Okay, so definitely some big opportunities in the Chinese market. So for those of us based in Singapore and in this region, what are the sectors in China that investors should consider? The Chinese technology sector could be worth looking at. Chinese equities have corrected recently on worries of increasing regulations, especially in the technology, fintech, and private education sectors. Many of the regulations like implementation of antitrust laws or measures to prevent over-leverage are necessary for the developments of these industries. The Chinese government is unlikely to overregulate as they are trying to encourage innovations within China. We think the technology sector can rally when investors have clarity that the government has finished implementing the required regulations. Thanks, Yuin. 
So Darren, even if Singapore investors are interested in investing in Chinese securities for all the reasons that Ewan mentioned earlier, it's not always straightforward to act and invest in China, is it? What are the perhaps five key barriers Singapore-based investors encounter when it comes to Chinese investments? Uh, yes, it's definitely not as easy uh, as investing in Singapore stocks. Uh, some of the common barriers include what to invest in, accessibility to the market, and affordability of the shares. Uh, others include market volatility and currency risk. Uh, there are more than 4,000 companies listed on mainland China alone, and over 7,000 if you include those in Hong Kong. It can be quite daunting for an experienced investor, uh, let alone the man on the street, to pick up winners or identify stocks which can become profitable investments. And depending on the broking house or online platform which they are using, investors may not be able to get direct access to the stock exchanges they want. Even if they do, more often than not, real-time market quotes come at a cost. Some popular Chinese stocks are expensive and may be out of reach for new or young investors. For example, one lot of Tencent costs more than $8,000. Likewise, one lot of Guizhou Maotai is over $35,000. In comparison, the China Leaders ETF allows investors to buy and own a basket of 80 stocks for less than $25. As we have seen from the recent regulatory crackdown by Chinese authorities, as well as the US-China trade conflict in 2018, Chinese equities can be quite volatile. Therefore, it's advisable for investors to stay well diversified through a portfolio of Chinese companies instead of putting all their eggs in one or a few stocks. Lastly, FX risk is another barrier if investors want to buy Chinese stocks denominated in foreign currencies. It creates an additional layer of risk for investors. And that's because the returns on their investments may be negatively affected if the foreign currency moves against them. Okay, Darren, but what are the main ways Singapore-based investors can invest in Chinese securities then? What are the options for us here? Yeah, there are several ways which local investors can invest in Chinese securities. Uh, the common ones are through single stocks, ETFs, and unit trusts. For stocks, investors can buy the shares of Chinese companies which are listed on the various stock exchanges. For example, they can buy the shares of Alibaba on New York Stock Exchange, Tencent on Hong Kong Stock Exchange, or Ping'an Insurance on Shanghai Stock Exchange. Alternatively, investors can gain exposure to a basket of Chinese stocks through ETFs such as the Lion OCBC Securities, China's Leaders ETF. Investors can avoid the pitfalls which we mentioned earlier. This ETF allows investors to diversify their portfolio with the 80 largest Stock Connect eligible Chinese companies in an easy and affordable manner. It is listed on the Singapore Exchange and you can start investing from as little as $25 in a single trade of 10 units. Lastly, there are unit trusts. Same as ETFs, investors gain access to a basket of Chinese stocks. The key difference is that unit trusts are not traded on the stock exchange. Therefore, investors will have to buy them through banks or financial advisors. Other ways to invest in Chinese securities include stock options, contracts for difference, daily leverage certificates, etc. However, these are more complex products which entail a higher level of risk. The China Leaders ETF is classified as an excluded investment product, which means it's more easily understood and hence is open to all investors. If you like BT Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Yuin, Chief Investment Strategist from Lion Global Investors. 
and Darren Tan, Head of Fixed Income Structured Products and ETFs at OCBC Securities, about investment opportunities in Chinese securities. This episode is brought to you by OCBC Securities. Now, before the break, you know, we talked about the opportunity in the Chinese markets, as well as some of the barriers to Singaporean investors entering the market and some of the solutions, you know, DIY buying single stocks, ETFs, and unit trusts. Darren, what are the main pros and cons of DIY investing at one extreme versus simply buying an ETF at the other extreme? Yeah, the best option for investors is to have both single stocks and ETFs in their portfolios. Uh, in this case, they will be able to benefit from the growth potential of their favorite stocks, as well as the diversification benefits of ETFs. A lot of people like to do DIY investing. There's nothing wrong with it, as long as investors do their homework and perform the necessary due diligence before committing to any investment. That said, the common mistakes of DIY investing include home buyers and lack of portfolio diversification. Home buyers refers to local investors buying and holding only Singapore equities in their portfolios. They also tend to focus only on a few stocks which they are most familiar with. This leads to a lack of portfolio diversification and concentration risk. On the other hand, investors who buy only ETFs may not be able to get exposure to the stocks they want, especially if these are mid or small cap stocks which are not liquid. The choice of ETFs in Singapore is also limited. At the moment, there are only 31 ETFs on SGX if you include our newly listed Lion OCBC Securities China Leaders ETF. And if investors want to trade foreign ETFs, they'll need to complete the customer account review as these are classified as specified investment products. Thanks, Darren. Yuin, what's your perspective on the importance of geographic diversification when it comes to investment portfolios? Two advantages. The ability to invest in a higher growth market and two, to enjoy a smoother ride in your investment's journey. An investor based in Singapore may invest only in stocks exposed to the Singapore market. As Singapore is a highly developed country, the growth rate of these companies may not be that high. By having geographical diversification, the Singapore-based investor can enjoy the higher growth potential that other markets offer. For example, he or she can invest in Chinese companies that may offer higher growth potential. Investing in stocks from different countries with low correlation also offers the merits of diversification. This helps to lower the volatility of one's portfolio and allows the investor to enjoy a smoother ride. The Chinese stock market is actually fairly decoupled from the global economy. The latest announcement of the Triple R cut in China suggests that China is about to loosen when the rest of the world is talking about tightening. So adding Chinese stocks to one's portfolio may lead to greater diversification. Thanks, Yuin. And what are the ways for an SGX-based investor then to geographically diversify his or her securities portfolio? The Singapore-based investor can directly invest in stocks or ETFs that are invested in other regions, like the Lion OCBC Securities China Leaders ETF, which is listed on the SGX. This ETF is a convenient way to invest in the 80 largest Chinese companies listed in Hong Kong and China. Great. Thanks for being on the show, Yuin. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show, Darren. Thank you, Chris. We've been discussing opportunities to invest in Chinese securities with Lin Yuin, Chief Investment Strategist from Lion Global Investors, and Darren Tan, 
Head of Fixed Income Structured Products and ETFs at OCBC Securities. For more information on the Lion OCBC Securities China Leaders ETF, you can visit www.iocbc.com. This episode is brought to you by OCBC Securities. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times. But don't forget to subscribe to BT Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. All investment products are subject to risks. An investor should read the prospectus before deciding whether to subscribe for or purchase units in the ETF and should seek advice from an independent financial advisor and consider if an investment in ETFs is a suitable investment for himself or herself. The value of the units in the ETF and the income accruing to the units, if any, may fall or rise. This advertisement has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Do note, any financial investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor. An investor should read the prospectus that can be attained from www.iocbc.com before deciding whether to subscribe for or purchase units in the ETF.